Hello and welcome. It's, it's the, the Graveyard, Graveyard Girls. Girls, a true crime and mysteries podcast. Yes, and it's one of my. Oh wait, no, we need to. <laughs> Again, we don't know how to start the podcast. Um, no, I was about to jump straight into it, and then I, I thought, oh no, we need we need to remember where you can find us. Yes. You can find us on Patreon. No, well, you, you can, can find, find us, us on, on Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> but I was going to say TikTok, Instagram. Facebook. I you think can that's... find us on all of the above. Yes. Under the Graveyard Girls. Podcast. And we have our own website, which is thegraveyardgirls.co.uk. Yes. Um, you can also find us on Patreon, which we just said. Yes. We have multiple tiers. So if you, you can just support us on the show, that's the lowest That's the lowest tier. Or there's the second tier, which you have extra episodes. Yes. And then there's another tier where you get merch. Um, we are going to do some merch we need to yeah we're gonna we're looking into that still which will go on our actual website yeah so that will be coming in the future yeah i will say in the future because we're not sure when we are we just need to get on with it yeah and our merch that goes on patreon will be will not be the same stuff that's in the shop so whatever's on patreon is is exclusive to patreon exclusive to patreon yeah we are thinking of different things to add to patreon so keep a lookout for that um you can find us on spotify apple apple uh google pocket casts amazon music probably another one (laughs) yeah we're trying to get on to any but you can also listen on our website as well um yeah we're on all major yeah platforms you can also contact us directly via email at thegraveyardgirlspod at gmail.com. Yeah. So if you want to send us any messages, think of any cases you want us to do. Yeah, if you've got one that you think we might enjoy yeah. as well, that's always a good one. Um, but yeah, you can still email as well through the Instagram. So you can either direct message us mm-hmm. or if you click on the email on our page, mm-hmm. it will redirect you so you can send stuff. Um, and I believe you can send stuff through the website as well. Yes, yes, we've got some people already signed up on our website so they can talk to us directly if they want yeah yeah so yeah multiple ways to contact us um but yeah so should i jump into today's case seeing as you started it pretty much practically so yes (laughs) what do you have today i have the south pole mystery now there's actually quite a few mysteries surrounding the south pole Mm. but i like i picked this one first okay so this is the mysterious death of Rodney David Marks. Have you ever heard of him? I don't think so. No. So, well, Rodney was born in March of 19, uh, 1968 in Victoria, Australia. Rodney would grow on... Uh, grow on? Grow up? <laughs> He'd grow on. <laughs> He'd grow on some people. He might have done. He might have done. Okay. So, he'd grow up to become an astrophysicist and he would then end up working on the Antarctic submillimeter telescope and remote observatory in the South Pole. A lady by the name of Sonia Walter, um, who was engaged to him, would also end up there as a maintenance specialist in order to be with him. So basically, they do a couple of stints out there and it's mostly kind of uh, the maintenance people are seasonal work. But Mm. after they become friends and get engaged, she times her so that she goes at the same time as him, which is quite nice. Why does they go a long time without seeing each other? Yeah, that's lovely. So he'd previously been in the late 90s, but he goes back again in the early 2000s. So on the 11th of May, the year 2000, 32-year-old Rodney started struggling to breathe. 
Uh, although this was not initially uncommon, as people have to adjust to the freezing temperature. So there's no immediate alarm. Later, however, his vision became weak and he felt tired. He went to bed early to try and sleep it off. He was unable to do this, um, and at 5.30am on the 12th of May, he woke up vomiting blood. Um, Sonia then took him uh, to see the station doctor, Robert Thompson, three times that day. Each time his symptoms worsened and he was said to be... Oh, and he said that he had pain that burned throughout his joints and his stomach. Mm. His eyes had become so sensitive that he had to wear sunglasses, even though the sun hadn't risen over the base in several weeks. So it's like nighttime all the time. Yeah. So whatever's going on has made him incredibly Mm. sensitive. Mm. So it's not looking good. So as his physical condition deteriorated, so did his mental state. He became agitated, but the doctor wondered if his anxiety was actually causing a large number of his symptoms. Mm. So you do get that, like, you you get, I don't know, just so worked up you make it worse. Isn't that like cabin fever? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So by the third visit um, to the doctor, Rodney was so distressed um, that he was practically hyperventilating. Dr. Thompson injected him with an antipsychotic to calm him. Mm-hmm. Rodney um, then laid back and his breathing slowed down. Shortly after, Rodney then went into cardiac arrest and after an unsuccessful resuscitation att- and after unsuccessful resuscitation attempts, that's a lot of difficult words in one sentence. Uh, Doctor Thompson declared him dead at six forty-five p.m. Oh. Immediately, they were faced with an issue. Mm. Now, they had a dead body basically in one of the remotest places on Earth. So uh, what do they do with it? Due to the time of year, no planes could land and it would be months before an aircraft could come to collect him to do an autopsy to see if the death was a, was natural or suspicious. So why didn't they do an autopsy there was my first question. Is he not qualified mm-hmm. in autopsies? Okay. Yeah. So basically, firstly, Dr. Thompson's job was to treat living patients, not mm. dead ones. Yeah. Um, you different. kind of have to be specialised yeah. or an expert in that area. Um, because he wasn't trained in that yeah. episode, could miss something. Also, he'd been Rodney's doctor, so there's a conflict of interest. Yeah. And from what I can make out, there's only one doctor on the base. Yes, and he administered the injection. Mm-hmm. That could have been the thing that killed him. That's what I was initially thinking. And then you don't want the person who administered to be the one to... Do the autopsy. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Although he wasn't allowed to perform an official autopsy, it was said that Dr. Thompson told some of the colleagues that Rodney had died of natural causes, causes such as a heart attack or a stroke, which I did find a little bit odd, but was he just trying to... At first, it's like, was he trying to reassure people? Mm. But then also, why is he telling everyone how he died? Mm. So it immediately made me think, hmm, interesting. Then on the 30th of October, so this is months afterwards, so he had died back in May, a plane transported Rodney's body back to Christchurch, New Zealand, where pathologist Dr. Martin Sage finally performed the autopsy. Though a significant amount of time had passed, Dr. Sage was still able to make a disturbing observation. Rodney had not died of natural causes. According to the post-mortem report, Rodney had ingested approximately 150 millilitres of methanol, which is roughly the size of a glass of wine. Methanol, obviously, is a type of alcohol-based chemical used to clean scientific equipment in Antarctica and also in lots of other labs. Was it ingested? Mm-hmm. Or... So it wasn't injected? No, it's ingested. Oh, okay. So that was then wildly off what I thought the whole mm. the doctor's obviously giving him that injection. So mm. I was like, okay, this is not what I was expecting. 
it's supposed to be apparently if you consume it it's supposed to be sweet colorless um but it's toxic even in small amounts meaning a fatal dose can be easily slipped into someone's drink so this meant one of a few things was obviously possible either one of the group which there was a total of 49 people on the base had murdered him or rodney drank it himself as a suicide or he'd somehow accidentally ingested it and if he's going to Depending on how long he's already been there, he might kind of have an anxious feeling already. He doesn't realise he's accidentally drank that. Mm -hmm. It could have been accidental on his part. Yeah. So I then obviously wanted to look at what happened because then I was thinking back to it and then when I was going through it, I was like, hang on, they say he's from New Zealand and he's not from New Zealand, he's from Australia. So I wanted to have a little look at it. So basically what happened was it was followed by a very tricky inquest, not just because um, Antarctica is a very remote place, but Antarctica is actually governed by a treaty signed by 54 nations. Um, so handling cases can obviously be a bit difficult. Rodney was Australian, but worked for an American station, but he died on the Ross Dependency, which is a territory of Antarctica claimed by New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So New Zealand took charge of the case. Mm-hmm. So while the coroner of Christchurch began an initial inquest in 2000, the investigation took years to complete and several hearings took place. In 2006, Detective uh, Senior Sergeant Grant Wormold stated that due to the evidence he had, it was unlikely that Rodney had committed suicide. He suggested that he'd ingested uh, the solvent to get high, and uh, one of the po- he suggested that one of the options was that he'd ingested the solvent to get high and accidentally overdosed. Um, so that was one of the first things he looked. But at. like you said, it only takes a small amount to mm-hmm. be lethal, so that's a risk. Yeah. And you would have expected him to have already known that. Yeah. But then this is where he then kind of backed that up with the fact that Rodney was a heavy drinker and had been known to use alcohol to cope with his Tourette's syndrome. So in terms of like, I know a lot of people, you know, under alcohol, like the relax, so the tics don't become as pronounced. It was also said that a lot of people on the base were unaware that even had Tourette's. So he obviously hid it quite well. So he's well. either drunk all the time or... Yeah, or it's done what it's yeah, supposed yeah. to do. The alcohol has relaxed him enough mm. that... Because like... The only way I can explain it is like in the social situations, if he gets anxious, the ticks kind of get more and more. So the alcohol would be a way to relax yourself. Um, But when we'll then use this as further evidence um, later on is he hadn't taken methanol on purpose. Rodney had access to alcohol on base, so there was no need for an alternative. So it was kind of, it was first an idea he put forward, but then he also kind of used it as, if he was going to take it, it would have been accidental rather than purpose. So did he just reach for a bottle and he picked up the wrong thing? I don't know. Maybe, unless like, like tiny amounts and like it was on his finger, he just licked it. Yeah, like trace amounts. Yeah, Yeah, and he's built it up. So possibility. Um, Detective Wormold concluded that it was most likely that Dr. Marks ingested methanol unknowingly. Um, how it was administered and who by has remained a mystery. Of course, at the time, uh, other people were looked into. And some experts, such as William Silver, um, he'd been cr- critical of Dr. Thompson's treatment of Rodney in his final hours, mm. which I don't disagree with because I had a few questions about what he was doing. William Silver was present as a ph- physician at a nearby Antarctic station. So there was multiple stations, but they weren't they were close and they weren't at the same time. You couldn't just walk in between. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit big. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, very cold. Yes. You might get lost. So he reviewed the medical notes from the day and all aspects of care given by Dr. Thompson. 
he stated that Dr. Thompson would have had access to an ectacum, which is a blood analyzer, and it's a machine which would have detected dangerous levels of methanol in his blood. Mm. It wasn't used. Ah. Hmm. It was found that the lithium-based battery that powered the machine had died some time uh, before turning off its electronic memory. So it basically constantly recorded stuff unless the battery dies. It wasn't recording on the day of Rodney's death. In order for it to be powered up, it would have needed to be recalibrated, which would have taken between 8 and 10 hours. Mm. Dr. Thompson testified that he'd been too busy caring for Rodney to use the machine. He also said that the machine was difficult to use and maintain. Okay. So that was his excuse for not doing it. To be fair, if that was me, I'd be like, yeah, (laughs) I'm not touching that machine. But the fact that they have that suggests to Mm. me that the whole methanol thing might be a bit of a problem. Mm. So that's why they have it there in the first place. So yeah. maybe it's something that Dr. Thompson should have thought of as a problem first. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, maybe because he didn't say anything like he tasted something, because you said it has a taste. What does it taste like? Sweet. Sweet, yeah. Maybe he but would... also is becoming quite like delirious. True, you wouldn't be a right mind to be like, oh, I tried this tasty thing. Because he just seems to think like he's a bit anxious. But would mm. if, you, if they've got things like machines like that to detect it, would you not be thinking, oh no, I wonder if he could have possibly been poisoned by something? Or you would have asked him, what have you consumed? <laughs> mm. So, obviously, this then goes back to Dr. Silva. He disputed what uh, Dr. Thompson has said, saying that the machine was straightforward and there was access to technical support line if he was having issues. Yeah. So, basically, doc- uh, Dr. Thompson was a bit like, no, it's too difficult to use. Um, it went off. I, di- I couldn't use it. It was broken. And the other one's like, yes, this can be easily fixed. So, okay. he's just just on his excuse, basically. Yeah, it's not looking good. Mm-hmm. then obviously to me this then goes back to the whole thing of why did he tell everyone it was natural causes if he wasn't in the position to do so mm. so I'm a bit suspicious of the doctor but at the moment there's nothing really to mm. say it was definitely him so then when Detective Wormold asked the National Science Foundation um, who is the company that ran the station for help and reports on Rodney's death they apparently were not forthcoming saying they didn't have any relevant reports the foundation also ignored the detective's request for lab results that had been conducted on evidence gathered from Rodney's room and workstation. The foundation denied being uncooperative, but basically the detective said I didn't have any evidence to go on, which is mainly why it's remained a mystery. Mm-hmm. So with little evidence to go on and no leads, in 2008, Coroner Richard McLeara released a report saying that no conclusions could be drawn one way or another about the circumstances surrounding uh, Mark... Uh, Rodney Marks's poisoning. There is no evidence to suggest that Rodney had any enemies and no evidence implicating any of the workers on the station. So then I was sort of thinking, well, if it wasn't the doctor, although I am a little bit sus of the doctor, could it have been anyone else? And the first person that popped in my head, and it's a classic one for the for murder things, is someone close. Could it have been Sonia? I don't like to automatically throw the girlfriend under the bus. But I thought, I'll try and have a little look into her. And I okay. couldn't find much on her, but I did find some stuff. So Rodney and Sonia had uh, played in the station's band together. So they're obviously, you know, going for full entertainment here. And according to others at the time, they were both very energetic and fun to be around. Their co-workers felt that it was more than just a simple romance that had occurred due to basically having no other options of other people, but that it was in fact, the per- they were the perfect match for each other. Oh. No one else came forward to say that they had any suspicions of her. Mm. 
But yeah, so in terms of Sonia, there was nothing suspicious on it. Mm. Um, the only other thing was, and I think this goes back to the whole police n- no cooperation, is even though people said they weren't suspicious of her, there was 49 people on the base and they had to sort of fill in a questionnaire that then would have been sent off when his body was collected as like part of the investigation. Not everyone completed it. I'm sure it was 23. Uh, that should have been a thing that like you're not allowed back home until you <laughs> yeah. finish the... And then surely, why didn't they call all of them in afterwards? Yeah. This is what I don't get. The only thing I can think of as reasons why there weren't is obviously all these people would have been from around the whole world Mm. and it's been dealt by different authorities. Different jurisdictions as well. So maybe if it was like all Australian based, they maybe would have pushed for it a bit more. Mm. Um, But I I do think that had a big impact in terms of the case because it doesn't fall under one jurisdiction. So they're all not competing with each other, but I don't think they're all that forthcoming. It's weird that that's still in his system because how many, you said how picked him up in May? He died in the May and they picked him up in the October. Oh, well, Jesus. Yeah, so, so nearly like time. six months. Yeah, so that's still in his system. I know some drugs don't. But is that because they froze him in the conditions? So mm. if you remember, go back to yeah, my, yeah. um and, uh, oh my God, what was her name? I was going to say Anne Bonny. Noblet. 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 Remember, her body yeah. was perfectly preserved. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the cold. Mm, yeah, so nothing disintegrates. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Which then makes me also think it wasn't a doctor because if he was going to administer that, surely he would have known it would have been perfectly preserved in the body. So that kind of gets him off the hook. And obviously, ultimately, he's never convicted of anything, so they can't hmm. prove it. Plus, he if that injection, if it come through like an injection, mm-hmm. you could have said, yeah, it was something it was, he injected. Yeah. Huh, okay. Do you know what happened to Sonia? No. Oh, okay. I just wondered, like, if she... No, she returned back to mm-hmm. uh, Australia, I think it was. Um, and her f- she stayed close with the family, so yeah. they obviously looked at it. So they said, like, she, everyone that was around was saying, like, she was absolutely devastated. Well, yeah. But then we also know from other murder cases, people are also very good at acting. I don't think it was her. No. I think it does seem very accidental, but I'd like to know how he accidentally yeah. ingested it. And especially the amount, because they're saying such a tiny amount is all you needed to be killed. Mm. Yeah, he had a large amount. He had the equivalent of a glass of wine. So mm. even if he took a sip of that, you'd be a bit like, this doesn't taste of the drink I was drinking. Yeah, because, like, you wouldn't be able to tell unless you do a hair test, maybe. Like, is it over a long period of time that he's taken that amount? Or is it yeah. all at once he's taken that amount? We don't know. Okay. Hmm. but obviously as well that other foundation weren't that forthcoming with you so like they did do a search of his room and his workstation but they said that basically this foundation said oh nothing was found in it so they didn't send anything over and they said that all the reports there was nothing relevant i think this is like the problem with things or crimes that happen in things that have so many jurisdictions like what one person deems relevant others don't no i think it's easy to get away with a crime. Well, yeah, for starters, because there's someone... Yeah. Like I said, it, there's a good chance it was an accident. Yeah. But also... But even if the it same... was, it's not presented as an accident. It's not no. presented either way. It's just a mystery. Yeah. But I do think there's a bit of negligence at the same time. Surely that doctor must have noticed it was a bit more... It seemed a bit more than anxiety to me. And I think maybe a doctor who 
has experience with both living and dead, so things could. Yeah, but they can't because it'd still be a conflict of interest with one person. But then again, with there being other stations nearby, why didn't they send in someone from another station? Maybe the station's too far. Maybe because it's winter at that time. Maybe you can't. But they're better placed there to travel between than it's not like you're getting a plane from another country. I know, but I think even walking is probably too difficult. I'm trying Mm, to think of like the uh, situation. I'm just thinking how they would have travelled between the stations i don't think they do oh right, okay i think because they're so far apart i think it's communication based how they communicate not yeah just pop into the shop yeah true although it wasn't even that long ago so you would have thought they mm. might have been able to set up some computer so even if mm. the doc did do it if he sort of opened it up but you know like over a computer or something yeah, like, you know this. yeah like zoom <laughs> i don't think zoom existed 20 years ago <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, they could have opened it all up. Because I feel like they've got high-tech stuff there to be doing all these observations and scientific experiments. So they were a bit more average than your, like, a bit above your average sort of stuff. It's like space-level sort of equipment. Well, maybe that's what they were doing. Maybe it was an experiment and it kind of went wrong. Oh, maybe. We don't know what they're experimenting. But yeah, like I said. So to me, it seems like just the cleaning is had cleaning solvent but mm. i don't know how how he ingested it yeah and surely i mean he could have ingested it at his workstation but how we would have ingested hope, that in his room yeah i hope it was an accident because i don't like that sonia's partner would have been murdered and she witnessed that yeah but then it's not nice an accident that he went that way i don't think he would have done it on purpose no there was no thing because obviously they wrote out the suicide pretty mm. quickly they said he was within good spirits and even though he was a heavy drinker like mm. it didn't really affect mm. what he was doing so i don't think he like he had nothing going like there's nothing wrong going in his life like he was about to get married he do you know what i mean it, it was a good time for him he was like on a major research product other than being and he wasn't even on his own and isolated because he had her so the only thing you could turn it was if their relationship wasn't as good as it was originally made out to be, but I find that quite unlikely. You would have expected other people to have picked up on it. But then again, some people who are suicidal act like they're in high spirits, so other people don't worry, and then they... True. It's difficult. Yeah, I think... But again, out of all the things, why would you go for a slow, poisoning, painful death? Because it literally burns through your body. Would you not find another way to do it? You've got all that scientific stuff. Surely there's an easier way to kill yourself. Yeah. I don't know, it's not nice, is it? No, it's not. So, it is a mystery and it will probably remain a mystery. Yeah. Unless someone comes forward with the answers. I hope Sonia has a good life now. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. So, because it wasn't that long ago, really. No. Um, But yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed that episode. And maybe someone else has a theory as to how he's um, accidentally ingested it. Aliens. No, no aliens. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. In the meantime, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> keep cooping and we'll keep digging.